The Gospel reading comes from John's Gospel this morning, beginning in the first chapter at the 43rd verse. John wrote these things. The next day, Jesus decided to go to Galilee. And when he got there, he ran across Philip and said, Come, follow me. Philip's hometown was Bethsaida, the same as Andrew and Peter. And Philip went and found Nathanael and told him, We found the one Moses wrote of in the law, the one preached by the prophets. It's Jesus, Joseph's son, the one from Nazareth. Nathanael said, Nazareth? You've got to be kidding. But Philip said, Come, see for yourself. When Jesus saw him coming, he said, There's a real Israelite, not a false bone in his body. And Nathanael said, Where did you get that idea? You don't know me. Jesus answered, One day, long before Philip called you here, I saw you under the fig tree. Nathanael exclaimed, Rabbi, you are the Son of God, the King of Israel. And Jesus said, you've become a believer simply because I say I saw you one day sitting under the fig tree? You haven't seen anything yet. Before this is over, you're going to see heaven open and God's angels descending to the Son of Man and ascending again. And this is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Pray with me, please. Oh, gracious God, you create us and love us. You make us to live together in community. This morning, we thank you for Martin Luther King, Jr. And all your children who have been filled with your vision for our lives and who have worked to bring your vision into our time and place. Fill us with your vision. Guide us to live by that vision according to working to build a beloved community where everyone is welcomed, all are valued, power is shared, privilege is no more, and all your children know wholeness and well-being. Through Jesus Christ we pray. Amen. Philip is asked by Nathanael, can anything good really come from Nazareth? And Philip answers him, well, come and see. The story of Samuel is called by God. You probably know the story. Samuel's called Samuel, Samuel, and he runs to Eli, and Eli's old and asleep. I didn't call you, go back to bed. Samuel goes back to bed wondering if he'd been hearing things. Samuel, Samuel. He jumps up and runs to Eli again, and again Eli sends him back to bed, and Samuel lays down, and again God calls him, Samuel, Samuel. And this time he runs to Eli, and this time Eli gets it. And Eli tells Samuel to go back to bed, and when he's called again to answer, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. Now that there, folks, is a moment that can grab you by the throat. God speaking to you. 
That's something you'll remember, a milepost marker on life's journey. And then this wonderful gospel story, not just of Philip's call to follow Jesus, but of his telling Nathanael to come and get to know Jesus. And Nathanael's response is like many respond still today. Can anything good come of it? And Philip says, well, come and see. And Nathanael did and was instantly recognized by Jesus. And further, Jesus called him by name and claimed to know who he really was. And then he came to find out that Jesus had plans for him, plans that would allow him to see incredible things. Folks, I wonder sometimes if we have forgotten what it feels like to hear our name called. Now your experience may not have been as dramatic as Samuel's experience, but your name has been called just the same. In place of the name of Samuel, place your name. Do you remember the first time that you began to understand that God was calling you into relationship? As Methodists, we love to talk about John Wesley's experience at Aldersgate where he felt his heart strangely warmed. Do you remember when your own heart was strangely warmed? Do you recall how it felt? Do you remember what it was like to tell God, here I am, use me? I also wonder sometimes if we forget that God knows us better than we know ourselves. God is above and below us, all around us, in us, and we seem awful comfortable with the notion that we are in control. We always seem to be convinced that somehow we know best And instead of, here I am, we ask, where are you? But perhaps what I fear is our most significant loss is this. A child's excitement who rushes into a room and tells all who will listen, hurry, come and see, come and see. We are so complacent about God in our lives, so complacent about worship, so complacent about Jesus. I just wonder sometimes what our attitude broadcasts to people who don't know him yet. So I honestly ask you today, where is our excitement over the life-giving, hope-inspiring story and person of Jesus? Is our excitement these days about who we are or whose we are? It's 1955, the place Montgomery, Alabama. The issue is forced segregation on city buses. Local pastors are gathered at Dexter Avenue Baptist Church, strategizing. Rosa Parks has recently been arrested for refusing to give up her seat on the bus to a white person. And her trial is coming soon. 
So a lot of ideas get batted back and forth, but nothing clear emerges until the most unlikely thing, really. The young pastor of the church, new to town, unknown to many, a guy in his 20s, raised his hand. The boycott has a leader. Young Reverend King it is. He's a newcomer to this circle. But like Nathaniel, he has an experience of Jesus calling him by name. He volunteers to follow Jesus in the fight against injustice. And he helped us all remember that really walking with Jesus means actively working for justice. Helping folks to get a glimpse of a world where nothing is broken and no one is missing. Where a table is prepared and all, all are welcome. Robert Frost wrote, and I quote, We dance in a ring and suppose, but the secret sits in the middle and knows. Folks, we all are a part of something so much greater than us. We are loved by a God who calls us by name and expects us to come to know Jesus and then to get busy like it matters. Like it matters forever. Amen. Oh,